I'm your host, Alice in Wonderland. This is a special week for the show. I'm going to be co-hosting the show with a really, really amazing special guest. And he is a legend who I have really, really been inspired by for a long time. Um, I'm on FaceTime with him today because I was so desperate to get an interview. And I'm such a fan and I've been a fan forever. I'm with A-Track. What's up? What's up? Hey, hey. So we're going to talk about some really cool stuff today. But first, let's kick off the show with some music. This is Deserts by my Australian friend Nina Las Vegas. Shout out, Nina. She can talk for hours of desert food and power while you've got time. Back to where she started, to the place that she departed just to feel alive. Running from the spirit of a never-ending winter to a summertime. Changing all you want is some embracing when you're on the line And it shouldn't be that hard And it shouldn't take that long But I guess you know when I take it slow And it shouldn't be that hard And it shouldn't take that
Radio Wonderland episode 7. I'm Alison Wonderland and you just heard Lose It by Entre and Perto and then Oceans, which is a new one, by Emmett Fenn with Nilo. As I mentioned in the last bit, I'm joined today by A-Track. He's on FaceTime here with me for the show. So I'm sorry if the audio is a bit weird, but hey, you know, any way that I can get A-Track, I'll get A-Track. I'm going to be interviewing him throughout the entire episode. So A-Track, you won in the DMC World Championships. I won the 1997 DMC World Championships. I was 15. I had been DJing for two years and uh, there was an action, so they allowed me to do it, but no one's ever won it that young still to this day if you guys want to youtube that there's a video of it which i have probably a million views of me so (laughs) my formative years truly were completely focused on competitive djing 
and like the most technical aspect of DJing, scratching. That's all I cared about. Like in my first couple of years, I literally had no interest in playing someone else's record. I wanted to scratch someone else's record, not just play. So cool. About mixing, I just wanted to like be the best scratcher. So how many times have you won the DMC? Um, well, so I won five world titles. Two of those are DMC. Two are ITF, which uh, used to be the International Turntablist Federation, and one was Vestax World Championship. Vestax was a company that used to make mixers, and they had a battle in Japan that I won. That is like probably my least known title, but I remember it being the toughest battle that I've ever won because there was a lot of really good DJs in it. That's so cool. We're going to take a break. So back to the mix. This is the eccentric remix of You Know by 24 Hours, who's a new artist. I'm absolutely loving. Please check him out. He's like the new dream. I swear to God. In the mix with Alice in Wonderland. I met this girl in Atlanta. She just keep dancing and dancing. I know that she ready to go. She want to ride down the road. <laughs> well, So 
Radio Wonderland with yours truly, Alison Wonderland. In that section, I just played Quicks, Sweet Thing. Now, Quicks has a new EP out, and I'm absolutely loving it. Then there's Met Gala by Gucci Mane and Offset. Whistle Wars, which is a slushy bootleg uh, by Kazo. And then, I'm not sure if you saw my Instagram last week, but I did complain about SoundCloud removing this. And this is the uh, what this is my remix of What Do You Mean by Justin Bieber. And obviously you can't get it off SoundCloud, so feel free to rip it off this show. And then you have it. And I respect you for it. EDC week and I'm freaking nervous because not only do I have my own set but I have a set the next night on the Sunday which is a back-to-back with Diplo and Jaws so I don't again because my life is so unpredictable I have no idea what's going to happen for that and uh I feel like the energy is going to be absolutely crazy. I love EDC. This is my third year playing EDC. And uh, this festival absolutely changed my life. And I love how it's just about good vibes. And everyone there is just about the music. It's absolutely awesome. So if you're going to EDC, please tweet at me right now. Hashtag Radio Wonderland. And let me know what you're looking forward to seeing. And even some tracks you're looking forward to hearing. I'm here today with my guest, A-Track. I have him on FaceTime. So I need to kind of let you know something because I have to let it out. But I'm such a fan of yours that I remember you playing in Sydney. I think it was 2008 uh, on the steps in the middle of the city for Sydney Festival. Busy P, DJ Medi was there, I think. Yeah, I, I remember uh, that that era very clearly, even though it was like 10 years ago. I don't know, it feels like it wasn't that long ago. And it was such like, a, you know, formative kind of transitional era. Like every other gig just felt like, you knew it would be a gig that you, were, you would remember. Or you, or you knew that it was like the first time that certain people were hearing, you know, certain mixes or certain songs. It just, it just felt like that kind of period. So I remember it well. Yeah, it was really crazy. I, I remember that's how I discovered uh, how much I love DJing and, and like really became really open to electronic music was around that time because back then yeah the blog house days back then you didn't really I don't know I, I found like people discovered music more when they went out rather than sat on their computers and uh, that's when you know I, I, I like fell in love with you and DJ AM who uh, you, you guys are still to this day my favorite DJs and and yeah. It's funny about that era, um, you know, and, and this is something that you can find, I think, every couple of years in certain genres, but like what we call now Bloghouse, which was, you know, all these sort of like hybrid forms of electronic music that were popping up in this era that was really fed by MySpace and like new kinds of online communities, but also like you're saying, part actual parties too. There were certain songs that were so of the time that were so significant that it's you know thinking back now most djs that were playing sets you know during 
those years, you know, in that specific scene of like sort of indie electro, there was there was a playlist. Like there was a there was like literally a dozen songs that you would hear at any party. I feel like rap is like that now, you know, because rap is having such a moment right now generationally it, it is so like the biggest genre in the world and if you go to any party you could name 10 songs that you're gonna hear right yeah and that that in that era it was electro you know and those eras are fun because they mark people in a way that they'll remember for a long time and then it's easy to do a throwback set because there's that set that set exists you are someone that really likes to i guess make sure people are still aware of uh, real DJing. So would you be able to give me like a definition of real DJing in a couple of sentences? Someone asked me like a similar question the other day and like, it's easier for me to explain why I talk about real DJing than to try to define actual real DJing. And like coming up with, you know, the, the right sort of expression for that, that thing, whatever it is, I remember, you know, it was tricky because I never want to come across as, you know, being on a sort of high horse. I never want this kind of discourse or dialogue to feel exclusive. I want it to feel inclusive, right? And the climate that led to talking about real DJing was, if you think back at two, three years ago when there was like button pushers and that kind of, you know, dead mouse calling people out on Twitter talking about DJing is easy. And like I had written an article, I think it was in the Huffington Post about, you know, are, are we are we just pressing play? What is DJing? Da, da, da. And, you know, with the explosion of EDM and, and DJs being at the forefront of such a big movement, you know, a few years ago, I think a lot of people were scratching their heads thinking, why is a DJ on the billboard on Sunset Boulevard? Why is a DJ on the main stage of a festival? What are the people, what do those people even do anyways? Don't they just sit there and like hit buttons? There's also this thing that's happened in the last few years where there's a blurring of the lines between a producer and a DJ. A fucking men. I literally tweeted this the other day, sorry to interrupt, but DJing and producing are two completely different things. Right. And, and like in practice, maybe they're not completely different. In practice, a lot, a lot, you know, most producers do DJ sets and most DJs also produce. But, you know, strictly speaking, those are two distinct things. But in recent years, again, like with electronic music and the production side of it becoming so big, there's a lot of producers that have ended up doing DJ sets and that play, you know, a similar set every time and it's it's centered around their own, their own songs, which is cool in, a, in, in itself and I think a lot of people want to see that, but in observing that myself, I've been sort of drawn to say, all right, that's cool, you guys are going to see producers quote-unquote DJ but really just ma mainly playing their songs or like a set that they have. Let's not forget that DJing in the essence is about reading the crowd, you know, setting the vibe, playing different sets at, at different venues, you know, just being the selector. And, you know, and there's also, I think, a certain craft that goes with the actual technique and how you're playing those records. Mm -hmm. And that aspect of it, having been overlooked, that's what led me to talk about DJing, uh, real DJing, sorry. But when I say real DJing, I, I never wanted to imply that there's finger pointing and I never want to imply that certain people aren't real DJs. I just want to shine, a, shine the light on DJs that are particularly good. And say like, hey, like, let's not forget that some of these, you know, guys and girls who are 
other DJing are doing amazing stuff. Technically. And, and, you know, surprising people every yeah. night. And let's let's talk about them. I completely agree. I think um, that there's a difference between, you know, DJing tracks and, and neither a good or bad. Like, let's say that again. But uh, with like, I guess you're talking more about using the decks as an instrument and uh, improvising on the spot. So like much like a jazz musician. So you're improvising, you're watching the crowd, you're seeing how they react and you're like, it's super live. You know, there's nothing that's like super premeditated. When we as DJs will talk about, you know, like going off the vibe of the crowd and, and improvising certain parts, like no one's, no one's trying to say that we don't plan anything. It's just that the flow is, is sort of custom tailored to the vibe of the night and there's definitely some parts that you'll just think of on the spot. I'm Alice in Wonderland in the mix. I used to believe in lots of things, but I'm too old now. Too old to believe that there's a plan. To believe the things that keep me off balance, bloated. Not letting my hair curl or my freckles show. I believe in people and what I can create. I believe in the sun. I'm happy when it rains and ruins our hair and forces us to change all our plans.
Hey, this is Alice in Wonderland. You're listening to Radio Wonderland. I hope everybody is enjoying the show so far. You just heard Maserati by Lunas. And before that, it was Flex Like Ooh by Lil Pump. If you're tuning in just now, I have a special guest right now co-hosting the show with me via FaceTime because it's 2017 and technology is awesome. Yes, I'm with A-Track. 
I have a weird question, and this is an awkward one that I've always wanted to ask you if it's true. I'm actually asking the questions I've always wanted to know. You used to DJ for a, a very famous rapper. Yes. Okay, would you like to tell everyone who that was if they don't know? Kanye West. Has anyone heard of Kanye West? I, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. He's not that big, is he? He's pretty, you know, not very well-known guy. He's a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, he's a, he's a SoundCloud rapper. Is it true that you introduced Daft Punk to Kanye? Yeah, musically, yes. I, uh, once I played in that music, then he was able to meet them, um, you know, on, on by, by himself. I didn't, I didn't, like, personally introduce him. But yeah, I, I, I clearly remember playing him that. So you put him on to that and then he made a track which sampled Daft Punk. But the funny thing was I didn't want him to sample Daft Punk. That, that's the truth of the story. Is we were on tour in Europe. I forget how Daft Punk came up in conversation. He was sort of like, who's that? And then I had one of those like, hold on a second. Everybody stop everything. We're going to sit down. And I got to play you some stuff. My background is being a hip-hop DJ. And, you know... For 10 years, I was a hip-hop DJ. As a DJ, being curious about music, I learned about other kinds of music too, especially older stuff, you know, funk and soul and things that people sample. But it's really in the mid-2000s that, for the first time, I got into electronic music. So there was this point in time where I was still touring with Kanye, and I was starting to produce remixes and, like, teaching myself how to produce and um, discovering a lot of different genres of music that were all really exciting to me. Sometimes Kanye would come see me play at an after party that I would have on tour, and then the next day he'd be like, what's, what is, what's the music that you play? Like, play me this stuff, it sounds cool. Um, but anyways, I, I, I remember playing him that song, and when I played him Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, he lost his mind, and he was like, this is crazy, and I'm like, right? <laughs> and then he's like, I gotta sample this, and I was like, no! Oh my god, that's so... <laughs> Oh. When Kanye said he wanted to sample Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, my sort of like knee-jerk reaction on the in the moment was, no, you shouldn't do that because that song was like five years old at the time and it was a massive international hit. Yeah. So I thought that it was just too easy, you know, and I thought, hey, maybe you don't know this record, but like the whole world knows, knows this record. Yeah. So don't even, you know, don't touch it. It's gonna look. It's gonna come across weird. And then um, we were still on tour for a while. And I remember we all came home from tour. And like a couple weeks later, I think he called me and he was like, "Hey, are you home? Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna email you this beat. Call me back." And he sent me the beat that became stronger. And he changed it so much. He flipped it so much. I remember I called him right back and I was like, "All right, like you're good. <laughs> you're good at this beat thing." Like. I approve, like, this is really good. <laughs> That's so cool. I think we're going to play that now, actually, in between. Cool. Okay, so this is Stronger Kanye, courtesy. Uh, I, You know, let's just say that it was birthed by a track. I'm just going to say that. That's my quote, guys. This is Radio Wonderland. That don't kill me can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now because I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger Man, I've been waiting all night now That's how long I've been on ya Let's get lost tonight You could be my black Kate Moss tonight Play secretary on the ball tonight And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? 
awesome to Christian and Christian Dior Damn, they don't make them like this anymore I ask, cause I'm not sure Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness Cause right now that has forsaken us You should be honored by my lateness That I would even show up to this fake shit So go ahead, go nuts, go ape shit Especially in my pastel on my fake shit Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel Homie, take six and take this, haters That, 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 that don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up now Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger that's how long I've been on ya I need you right now I need you right now I don't know if you got a man or not If you made plans or not Put me in your plans or not I'm tripping this drink, got me saying a lot But I know that God put you in front of me So how the hell could you front on me? It's a thousand years, it's only one of me I'm tripping, I'm caught up in the moment, right? Cause it's Louis Vuitton dine night So we gon' do everything to kind like Heard they do anything for a Klondike Well I'll do anything for a Blondike And she'll do anything for the limelight And we'll do anything when the time's right Uh, baby you're making it Okay, we're back with with a track. I just wanted a couple ask a couple more questions. The first one is uh, it's not really a question; it's just a statement. I love your remix of Heads Will Roll. Thank you. It's so good. Uh, I just needed to say that it's still awesome. Did you know that the label almost didn't accept it? It's such a banger. Like I still play that. Yeah, people still play it, but I delivered that remix probably five or six months late. I really took a long time to tinker with it. The label was convinced that I just wasn't doing it. So I delivered it really late, and when we sent it to the label, they were like, that's the last, that's the previous single. We're already on to the next single. Why are you giving us a remix for Heads Will Roll? Like, we put that out months ago. Um, and they weren't really interested at first. And then I, and then I gave it to DJs and a bunch of DJs started playing it. And then they came back and they're like, all right, we'll release it. It's, and it it's, became like probably the biggest thing I've ever done. It, well, uh, actually, I beg to differ because um, we've spoken about a billion massive things you've done, which are all amazing. Uh, speaking of which, is Dark Source going to return? The, the, the duck. Um, <laughs> the duck. The duck may return. Um, the duck is uh, works on its own schedule. Doesn't really uh, follow, you know, regular time. So he's a punk rock duck. Yeah, he's a punk rock duck, definitely. <laughs> um, that's for sure. Armand and I had a lot of conversations over time about how Duck Sauce is a, is a punk project. Um, but yeah, we've talked about making new music. We we uh, we're, we're both like starting to envision it but uh, I'm not sure how long it'll take because you know we only put out stuff that 
really feels right for us. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there will be more duck sauce to come. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it'll come because duck sauce is the most unpredictable thing that I've ever been a part of, but that's part of why I love it. It's just like, it doesn't follow the rules. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, that song is, is awesome. Last thing I have to ask is, you and I have been speaking recently and you have some pretty exciting news in terms of DJing. You told me something exciting. Would you like to tell the world? Yes. So um, this year, I'm organizing a new DJ battle, a new DJ competition. It's called the Goldie Awards. And um, I'm, I'm really excited because for me, this is, it kind of takes me full circle to how I got my start. The DJ battle community and, and scene just need to be updated a bit to uh, to reconnect with you know a lot of the active fans, people who listen to new music. I feel a lot of a lot of the people who listen to current music aren't really even aware of all these amazing things that DJs are able to do. Battles are kind of the testing ground for a lot of these new tricks and, and techniques and experimentation. I'm really trying to bring that back to the forefront to awareness, um, and that's the idea behind Goldie Awards. The battle is an event itself. It's in New York, September 7th. So between now and then, people can enter online. Um, we're getting applicants to send a video, post videos on, on Instagram with the hashtag Goldie Awards. They can get, again, all the rules on goldieawards.com. From those applications, we're gonna pick six DJs and six producers, fly those out to the actual event in New York, September 7th, to battle it out. I really want to encourage as many people as possible to go to this event, watch it, experience it, because uh, it's it's just going to blow your mind. Honestly, I think it's one of the coolest things I've I've heard in a while. I think it's just such a great idea because I actually can't wait to see the innovations that come out of this competition. I really feel like it will push the boundaries of DJing. It'll reconnect that uh, you know use of an instrument again, allowing like other things into the mix. Sorry about the pun. I'm really, really excited. I'm gonna go as a fan just to watch this. I'm, I'm like super stoked. I'm, I honestly, when you told me that, I got really excited. I couldn't stop smiling and I think it's like, it's, it's, it's such a great idea. Thank you so much. You're like, honestly, a legend as a human and one of the most real people in this scene. And like, I've always really appreciated you for that. And so I wanted to finish this off with a couple of questions. Number one, what is your favorite dinosaur? Number two, are you still using the Juicero? And, <laughs> and number three, I just wanted to hear, uh, I wanted to know three songs that you love mixing. Uh, favorite dinosaur? Uh, Stegosaurus. Those are cool. Okay. Um, am I still using the Juicero? Yes, I, it's, it's at the house. Um, I, I, I slow down on like the posts about it because now they're kind of <laughs> everywhere and they're advertising everywhere. So it's like, there was a period where it was like my little secret juicer. <laughs> I gotta find a new kitchen appliance that no one knows about. I've got one for you. I recently got a Star Wars waffle maker. Yeah, and it, it makes waffles in the shape of, of Star Wars, uh, the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're ahead of me on that. Um, three songs that I like to mix, you said? Mm -hmm. On the old school tip, um, Eric B and Rakim Fade and Fool, the Cold Cut remix. I like to drop that, at least just like the sort of the intro of it. With, it's just got so many cool samples in it. That one is kind of like a mainstay in a lot of my sets. Radio Wonderland. 
fucking you up on a spiritual level. This is a journey into sound. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. With all is ready, I throw this switch. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Pump that bass. Would you mind saying uh, that again? I mean, my, my ads will roll remix doesn't really leave my, my crate. Sick. Uh. It's the best. It's so fucking good. I love, <laughs> I'm sorry, I love it so much. I love the yeah, yeah, yeahs and, and like you did it justice. It's so sick. Thank you. They're, yeah, they're a very cool band. Come over and start asking you 
wanna do, nigga? What you trying to do, nigga? What you wanna do, nigga? What you trying to do? You're in a hard pop beat, say what? That nigga's the man With his manager Chris and the label the jam Still flossing, showing your rocks Ain't you dudes heard Grammy man, we stole your watch It go Indian style, knees bent and dashiki Strapped with the baby deck, baby deck BT Juicy at the bar, looking good in the brown dress More than six shots and them things ain't around yet Was not all thugged out loud and clear Said fuck the straight Henny, just grab me a beer You see I'm reppin' now, and my mommies I got a weapon now Shoot at them clowns at their feet, they high stepping out Left that whack label cause I don't like bricks I'm like a hammer that you hold in your hand I make hits at the white boy club while I'm buying the bar They like, hey now, you're an all-star Homeboy, I came to party Your girl was looking at me She's a haggler, no, I'm not tagging her But you don't want them boys to come over and start asking you What you wanna do, nigga? What you trying to do, nigga? What you wanna do, nigga? What you trying to do? That's amazing. I'm really stoked on this interview. Thank you so much. Thanks. Best ever. I'm fanning out. This is Alice Wonderland signing off. Goodbye, A-Track. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye. Alice in Wonderland. Next week is another special episode. It's my live set from EDC, so be sure to check back in. For those of you going to Vegas this week, I can't wait to see you there. Please come up the front and let's get fucked up on a spiritual level. My Wonder Years track this week is from 2002. It is Tattoo, All the Things She Said. If you haven't seen the video clip to this, I recommend you check it out. It is absolutely insane. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell? This is awesome. It's two girls from Russia in school uniforms making out. And I respect that. And I think it really pushed boundaries. And shout out to anyone out there pushing boundaries for the right reasons. Peace. The Wonder Years. Feeling for her, what she's feeling for me I can try to pretend, I can try to forget